God is not a God of disorder or confusion, but is the God of peace. If I have the gift of prophecy and can fathom all mysteries and all knowledge, and if I have a faith that can move mountains but do not have love, I am nothing. We also have the prophetic message as something completely reliable, and you will do well to pay attention to it as to a light shining in a dark place. Until the day dawns and the morning stars rise in your hearts. You are tuning into the Tribe of Christians podcast with host Brandon Dawson, the chief sinner, bringing you a peace of mind, clarity, insight, and perspective to the world you live in by the word of God. Featuring the latest updates on end time prophecy news. Don't, Don't forget, forget to subscribe to the, to the Tribe of Christians, Christians broadcast, either on Stitcher, Spreaker, iHeartRadio, Podbean, SoundCloud, Facebook, or YouTube at tribeofchristians.com. Without further ado, here is your host and teacher, The Chief Sinner. Welcome and thank you for tuning in to the Tribe of Christians podcast. I'm your host, the Chief Sinner. A new Russian nuclear submarine has just been revealed. Could this mean disaster for the United States? Is there a warning in the Notre Dame Cathedral fire? Israel re-elects Netanyahu for a fifth historical term. President Trump to unveil a peace plan for the Middle East. All of these significant headlines and more coming up in this week's message. It's been a while since I've done any kind of prophetic news updates, and I have got a lot of headlines to talk about. There is a lot of things going on in the world right now, and a lot of them are very significant things which are taking place. If you want to understand biblical prophecy and where we fit on the prophetic timeline, then you've got to understand the signs, the symbols, the events, and discern the seasons. Because it's never a question of if God is speaking, but rather, what is God speaking? Because God is most certainly speaking, and if we're not paying attention and we're not careful to listen, then we can completely miss the message and perhaps the warnings and the blessings. So I want to talk about the events and the recent events which are taking place in the effort to help reveal to you what God is really saying here and to clear up all the conspiracies and the misconceptions. Russia just unveiled a new nuclear submarine capable of producing catastrophic tsunamis. Does this mean coming destruction for the United States? I'm going to talk about that. Notre Dame's famous cathedral caught fire last week at a time coinciding with Easter and Passover. Now make no mistake about that. That is definitely something extraordinarily significant. And I believe God is speaking. But the message isn't what many Christians think it is. Many of them believe that it's a sign that God's warning the church against idolatry. Well, I'm going to reveal more specific details on that. Netanyahu was re-elected for Israel for a fifth term, and President Trump also to unveil his Middle East plan this summer. Now, some people are speculating that this alludes to the seven-year end-times tribulation period. Now I'm going to show you what's really going on with that and if that has anything to do with the end times. And also, devastating floods have hit the Midwest of the United States this past month and could impact future food production and costs. I'm going to reveal also what this means for the future and if there is any kind of biblical prophetic correlation between all these events. CBN News reports that Netanyahu wins re-election in Israel. 
Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu Likud's party won a hard-fought victory against Benny Gantz's rival Blue and White Party. The Blue and White Party conceded defeat even after winning a substantial number of seats in the Israeli parliament, which is known as the Knesset. Likud had won 27, I'm 26% of the votes, earning them 35 seats, while the Blue and White won 25%, also giving them 35 seats as well. However, Israel's block of right-wing parties won majority of the 120 Knesset seats, giving Netanyahu the support he needs to form a coalition government and remain prime minister. Netanyahu's victory was history in the making and significantly historic. He will be Israel's longest-serving prime minister. This is extraordinarily significant and very valuable to both the United States and Israel. It's also very interesting to note that the number five in the Bible symbolizes grace. Now, I believe this is significant. It indicates what God is doing in Israel and is also connected to the U.S. embassy move. Now, God has accomplished a lot of things through Netanyahu and Trump's relationship, and I believe even greater things are to come through this historic and significant relationship. President Trump also plans to unveil his peace plan for the Middle East this summer. Many people have speculated that the plan supports a two-party solution. However, majority of the evidence suggests that this plan does not support a two-party solution and in fact actually favors Israel and to help strengthen Israel's sovereignty over the Golan Heights, the West Bank, and Gaza Strip, and Jerusalem. It doesn't make any sense for the president and the United States to make such a great move in support of Israel and for a Jewish Jerusalem capital just to turn around and divide it. This is also why I don't believe that this plan has anything to do with the seven-year peace plan that's revealed in Daniel chapter 9. I believe that this plan will serve to strengthen Israel and it will prepare Israel to rebuild their third temple. CBN News also reports the Notre Dame Cathedral devastated, but despite the inferno, prayers rise and the cross remains. That's a very incredible and significant message. The blaze that engulfed and destroyed a large part of Notre Dame Cathedral in Paris has now been fully extinguished. The world watched in horror Monday as the cathedral went up in flames, and distraught Parisians gathered all around as the iconic structure glowed bright red and smoke-filled the sky. Some bowed to pray in the streets as firefighters boys battled the blaze. The heat from the flames was felt even on the opposite side of the river. And at the height of the fire, the cathedral spire that marked the Paris skyline toppled from the intense flames. The flames burning out of control could be seen across Paris, and there were moments when it seemed that the entire structure would be burnt to the ground. But the next morning, the bell towers, the falcade, and the most precious artifacts from inside actually remained. And for centuries, Notre Dame has stood as the heart of French identity and a symbol of global Christianity. Surviving the French Revolution, two world wars, Nazi occupation, and the Christian landmark has stood for nearly 900 years. After a 12-hour battle, firefighters say that the entire fire is out. The bell towers in the Falcade remain, but two-thirds of the roof is actually gone. 
and officials are investigating the cause, but they believe, they don't believe that it was actually arson that caused the fires. They say it was more likely related to the $6 million restoration project. In an emotional address to France and the world, President Macron pledged to rebuild. We'll rebuild Notre Dame together. I'm solemnly telling you tonight this cathedral will be rebuilt by all of us together. We will rebuild Notre Dame because... That is what the French expect because that is what our history deserves because it is our destiny, Macron said during the news conference Monday night. Despite the loss, there's relief at what's been saved. The cathedral's famous organ was damaged, but it is reportedly intact. And there's this iconic photo from inside which shows the cross and the altar which are still standing. A lot of Christians around the world claimed that the cathedral's fire was a sign of God moving against the idolatry of Catholicism. And I believe the real revelation isn't about the fire of the cathedral. But the real revelation was revealed through the reaction of the church around the world. Now, to me personally, it was so sad to see how many Christians attacked Catholicism and the Catholics and praised the fire's destruction. Now that reveals just how divided the church really is and how much we really need the true revelation of the gospel message to move upon the church. We should be united in prayer and in service to one another, but instead we're still fighting over theology, denominationalism, and the end times. But I believe that there is coming a great move again on God's people and an outpouring of the Holy Spirit that will work to unite God's people rather than divide them. There is a theme that is moving throughout the earth. That theme is unity. Now we're going to see the unity of the world, which will move into the Antichrist world government. But there is also going to be a great unity of God's people who will testify against the world about Jesus. So the question to the church isn't about idolatry. It's about unity. I believe God is dealing with idolatry, and God is certainly dealing with false worship in the church. But I think the greater thing that God is going to accomplish isn't just bringing down idols, but rather uniting the church. We've got to think bigger, church. We have to get kingdom-minded. We've got to adopt the mind of Christ. We've got to get him in our hearts and our own mind. We have to consider the things that Jesus is concerned about. We've got to get love-minded and start pulling together. It wasn't an accident that this event occurred in the time of Passover and Easter, a time where the Lord is going to the cross. There are no accidents or coincidences. And while Jesus is going to the cross and while Jesus is being nailed to his cross, we're over here demonizing Catholics and fighting over theology. The real message isn't that Jesus didn't just die for the Baptists or the Catholics. He didn't just die for the Lutherans or the Methodists. Jesus died for all mankind that whomever believes in him will not perish, but have everlasting life. The message of the cathedral isn't idolatry, but rather it's to reveal our division against one another. The death of God's one and only Son is greater than any of that. Popular Mechanics reports that Russia has launched a new doomsday nuclear submarine. Russia launched the world's longest submarine, the special mission submarine Belgorod, designed to support a variety of military missions, including the Poseidon Long-Range Strategic Nuclear Torpedo. The sub is far larger than anything operated by any other naval force, including the U.S. Navy. 
The 600-foot-long submarine displaces more water than a World War I battleship and can drive out to a depth of 1,700 feet. The submarine was launched on April 23rd, officially known as Project 09852. The submarine was originally an Oscar II-class cruise missile submarine that the Russian government ran out of funds to complete. The submarine hall sat unfinished until Moscow decided to complete it transforming it into a special missions submarine. The hull was lengthened to approximately 604 feet, which is the equivalent of almost two football fields put together. And the ship's displacement ballooned to 30,000 tons submerged, more than 50% greater than the U.S. Navy's Ohio-class ballistic missile submarines. The nuclear-powered Belgorod is neither an attack submarine nor a ballistic missile submarine. It's a special mission submarine. Belgorod will be used as a mothership to other undersea vessels. And although it's built to conduct underwater espionage, by far the most sinister mission for Belgorod is a launch vehicle for the Poseidon nuclear torpedo system. Poseidon is a very large torpedo, 65 feet long and six and a half feet in diameter, with a range of thousands of miles and a top speed of 60 knots, which is over 70 miles per hour. Poseidon is believed to carry a 2-megaton thermonuclear warhead and is designed to go around U.S. missile defenses to strike coastal targets, including ports and cities. And according to some sources, the Belgorod will be able to carry up to six of these Poseidon torpedoes. Not one, but six. So in other words, this extremely large submarine, the largest in the world on, of its kind, capable of being undetected by radar systems, will carry six nuclear torpedoes, about the half, si half the size of football fields that can travel over 70 miles per hour over a distance of thousands of miles. Essentially, a Russian nuclear torpedo can literally detonate within hundreds of miles in range of American waters within minutes and create a catastrophic radioactive tidal wave to our coastal cities. ARS Technica reports that giant submarine 27 years in the making, Belgorod is the mother of all special project boats. USNI News reports that U.S. far behind China and Russia in modernizing a nuclear arsenal. David Trackenberg, the Pentagon's Deputy Undersecretary for Policy, said that the United States put off modernizing the three legs of its nuclear deterrent for almost 20 years. He told USNI News following a presentation at the Brookings Institute. In the 2000s, we skipped a generation in modernizing the triad, ballistic missile submarines, bombers, and ballistic missiles. He added that the United, the United Kingdom and France, both nuclear powers and NATO allies, reduced their weapon stockpiles while continuing to modernize their nuclear forces during the same time. The United Kingdom has sea-based ballistic missile submarines. France has both submarines and aircrafts capable of delivering a nuclear weapon. And at the same time, North Korea, India, and Pakistan also established themselves as nuclear powers. Most of the nation's nuclear deterrence was built in the 1980s or even earlier. Triad was aging into an obsolescence, that Trackenbird said. Fox News reports that the Russian nuclear torpedo could cause a 300 to 1600 foot tidal wave. 
So, of course, doomsdayers and end-time prophecy folks are literally really having a field day with this. Some are even prophesying that the end of the world is really upon us. March 5th. On March 5th, I published a prophetic word concerning judgment coming to New York. Now, if you haven't heard that message yet, it's published on our podcast page. You can find it in iTunes, iHeartRadio, Podbean, Spotify, Google Play. It's also on our YouTube and our Facebook page. But in that word, the Lord revealed to me that judgment is most certainly coming to New York because of the late-term abortion law that was passed along with other stuff that's going on. And the Lord revealed to me through a series of visions and dreams over the past two years that something devastating and catastrophic is going to take place in New York. I saw tremendous flooding. I saw Times Square covered in rubble worse than 9-11. I saw an earthquake. And I also saw a tidal wave. So it's very possible that the Lord could use Russia to launch an attack against the United States. It would be very likely for, you, for Russia to target New York City as billions of dollars in U.S. wealth are channeled right through New York City. Now, I don't know if it's going to be the, if this is going to be the actual method in which the Lord will choose, but it's very possible. It's very likely. Now, many people are predicting that this is a sign of the end, but I don't believe that this will be the end. I don't believe that we're anywhere near close to the end. I believe it will signal a big shift, a big change of events, just as Japan's attack on Pearl Harbor was, just as the terrorist attack on the World Trade Center was on 9-11. The results will indeed be catastrophic, but it will not be the end. I believe it will shift wealth away from New York City to somewhere else in the United States. I believe that this event will change hearts. It will turn people back to God. It will lead to revival and to repentance. But it will not be the end. Many great and incredible things are still yet to come and are on their way. There are many things that God is still doing and is still accomplishing. The Wall Street Journal and Washington Post reports that Midwest braces for long recovery after devastating floods. Towns and farmland along Missouri River are still underwater after March flooding. Livelihood of thousands of farmers is at stake. The flooding along the Missouri River and its tributaries has caused at least $3 billion in damage and forced thousands from their homes as floodwaters penetrated or flood over several hundred miles of levees. The flooding has taken a heavy toll on agriculture in the region and adding tens of thousands of acres, threatening stockpiles of grain and killing livestock. Thousands of people have been forced from their homes in Nebraska, in Iowa, and Missouri, and some have yet to return to assess the damage. Residents of Kansas City, Missouri, are being asked to conserve water while Kansas City water treats murky water caused by filtration issues. Flooding has closed about 140 roads in Missouri, even as water levels begin falling along much of the Missouri River. Now, this absolutely no doubt in my mind that these are a very clear warning signs, a clear indicator to America to change course and to repent. Now, oftentimes God uses droughts and he uses famines to redirect a nation's course. It was famine in the book of Genesis that ultimately led Israel into the 400 years of Egyptian slavery and oppression, if you remember that story. 
However, the end result was God's magnificent glory on display for the entire world to see. God was glorified and Israel was founded as a nation. God used the prophet Elijah to shut up the heavens so it did not rain for three years on Israel. And in the book of Isaiah, in Isaiah chapter 35, God will cause a severe famine and drought to hit the Arabian nations of Saudi Arabia, Egypt, and Syria to lead to repentance and revival. It will reveal the revelation of Jesus and in grace. And the end result will be an incredible godly alliance with Israel and the Middle East, known as the Highway of Holiness. In the Old Testament, God uses both floods and droughts to carry out judgment. And I believe in our present time in history, as we advance in technology, God can also cause a financial famine to strike nations. Look at what happened in 2008. Housing collapse in the U.S. It took over 10 years for the United States to recover from that. So I believe that there are some serious course corrections coming in our very near and direct future. I believe things are about to strike this nation that will put it back on course, not end it, but will ensure a course correction. And I believe that these things, even though they are devastating, they're going to bring, I believe, will bring about a greater revival that we have ever known or seen before. Also, in other headlines, many Democratic representatives are calling for impeachment proceedings of President Donald Trump and is gaining traction after the release of FBI Mueller report investigation. And although the Mueller report concludes that there is no substantial evidence of any kind of collusion between Donald Trump and foreign nations, the Mueller report did offer evidence that there was, in fact, other criminal events that did take place. The left is completely unsatisfied with the findings, and now, although there is no evidence of collusion, they now have taken to accuse the president of obstruction, saying that the president has interfered with the investigation, infecting or affecting the investigation's outcome, which is so far there has been absolutely no evidence or proof to substantiate this claim. Now, I published a prophetic word right after the 2018 midterm election results, revealing that the purpose of the midterm elections was to serve as a humbling tool for the nation and for the president. In that word, I revealed that, yes, there would be an impeachment attempt against the president, but those attempts would not be successful. Instead, everything was geared to move and to inspire the president in humility and in prayer and in faith. I have had several visions of seeing President Trump on a 2020 campaign trail with evangelist Franklin Graham suggesting that there is a serious change of direction for the president. I believe that we're going to see an even greater manifestation of God's influence on the president's life that will result in faith and lead this nation back to God. Ever since Donald Trump's announcement for his candidacy for the president in 2016, we saw a huge surge in evangelicals move in prayer and get behind Donald Trump because they saw something significant that God was doing behind Donald Trump. And although Trump's campaign slogan was Make America Great Again, I believe that the evidence so far has revealed that, in fact, that things actually haven't been so much about the United States as to be more about God and Israel. It's been through the United States and President Donald Trump, God has really gained the glory and the recognition. 
We have witnessed God fulfill biblical prophecy with Israel, and it's clear that God is positioning Israel in a place to rebuild their temple. So in reality, God has been making himself great, not America. It's been about making God great. And it is true. It is true that America is great, but it's even truer that it's because of God, who the United States is, and who the United States is today, and are able to do anything, all because of who God is. Now, coming in the next few weeks and months, I will be working exclusively on a very significant and a very special presentation concerning the United States, and who our identity is, where we come from, our purpose, and our future in biblical prophecy. And although this special is primarily focused on the United States, I believe that there's also other incredible revelations that speak about other nations around the world. So there is a word for all believers around the world in this message series, no matter who you are or where you're coming from, no matter what nation you're in, I believe that there's an incredible message for you in that special that I'm going to be doing. Now, I believe what we are experiencing right now is not an indicator that as Christians or believers, we should give up on hope. But rather, what's happening is an indicator that our hope should increase even greater than before. I don't believe that these events that are taking place are an indicator that the Antichrist is about to rise or that the world is about to end. We've been through many trials, and we have been through many tribulations before, including World War I and World War II, the Revolutionary War, the French and Indian War. We've been through a lot. But incredible things have come out from those events. They served as alignment tools to shift nations and course-correct movements. And just before the Revolutionary War, there was the Great Awakening, which inspired, which was inspired by George Whitfield, where revival spread throughout the world, both in the early colonies of America and in Britain. And just before the Civil War, words of liberty and freedom echoed through evangelists, inspiring men to fight for the oppressed and the enslaved. It's the very ideas and principles of liberty through the gospel message that move us to fight against oppression. Any and all oppression that exalts itself against the word of God. Oppression can come through the form of literally physical slavery. It can also come through the form of religion. It can come in the form of finances and in the legal system. Anything that goes against the word of God and restricts any movement, acts, or speech that is in alignment with the word of God is oppression. And there's coming a great move on the people in the United States to fight against oppression of Christians, against the oppression of the truth, against the oppression of the gospel message, and against the oppression of true liberty and freedom. It is God's desire to set all men free. The price of freedom is the cross. The price for freedom is sacrifice. It's because of sin that we have oppression. It's because of the love of Christ that we have freedom. We have to fight for that freedom. We have to be willing to stand up for what Christ has done for us on the cross. True love doesn't hide. It is not ashamed. It isn't apologetic. True love is on the front. And we are called to love. We are called to be demonstrators of that love in which Christ has demonstrated for us on that cross. 
Now, don't let any of these things, any of these events intimidate you. Don't let any of them inspire fear in you. Because we're not given a spirit of fear, but rather of joy and of peace. Let these things stir up your soul for the gospel message. Let them move you in preparation to be ready for the purpose in which God has for you in your life. These are great things that God is doing that he is going to do. It isn't over yet. The books aren't closed yet. And no matter how old or how young you are, no matter who you are or what you've done, it doesn't matter what nation you live in or your background. If you're living and you are alive, then you have a purpose. It's not over yet. There are people to reach. There are lives to be saved. There is a truth to be declared. There are people out there in need of love and in need of the message of Christ. Don't let Russia mislead you. Don't let these floods influence you to give up. Don't let anything move you to despair, but be greatly encouraged knowing that there is a God and his name is Jesus and he has not given up on us yet. He is still moving in reconciliation through the cross. The message of God through Donald Trump's presidency in the United States, no matter who you are or where you are or what nation you're in, is that God can pick anybody. God can use anyone. And if you are willing, he can use you too. And the theme that God is speaking right now is unity. Unite together. And the inspiration is love and truth. God loves people who act in truth, who act in love and are in obedience to him. And although we're surrounded by people who want to suppress your love for Christ, don't let them. Your voice matters. You matter. Your life is significant and meaningful. The message of the Cathedral Fire of Notre Dame is unite, come together under Jesus. The message of Netanyahu's re-election is that God is living and he is full of grace. He's near to us. He's bringing his words to pass. And the message of Russia is that God is a just God. And he is faithful to his word and to carry it out. Not just the blessings, but also the curses. Let these things move you into faith, into belief. Because if God's word is true, then everything in God's word can be applied to your life. That means that whatever God has done for Israel, he can do it for you too personally because God is personal through Jesus. Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you for who you are. I thank you for your son Jesus who died on the cross for our sins. Thank you for your Holy Spirit and thank you for your precious word. Lord, I ask that you lead us in truth. I ask that you grant us boldness and encouragement in your word that we may be able to stand in faith and in fulfillment, fulfill the purposes and the callings that you have for us. Send us people who will stand in unity with us and not against us. Lead us not in temptation, Lord, and deliver us from evil. In your great name, O Jesus, that I pray. Amen. Now you can find more great teachings just like this one on our website at tribalchristians.com. We're also on our Facebook page. Please don't forget to like, share, and subscribe to our podcast to help us spread the gospel message and to get updates on new messages. Now this concludes this message. I am the chief sinner with the tribe of Christians, and may God continue to bless you and be with you always.